0: Okay, so this is a special edition, of Schwab, from Mayim Beis Hashreva, on Megillus Esther, because we're entering, of course, the Chodesh Adar, the wonderful month of Adar, and hopefully everybody's mazel is going to improve dramatically, and already maybe has, because now we're already mamish in the month of Adar, and uh, it's a time that we should try to feel the simcha in the air, try to try to be in touch with the spiritual nature of our times. Okay, so let's see what Urv Schwab says um, in line with what I just said. At the end of the Megillah, we're cutting to the chase, and after the Yeshua, the Megillah declares that the Jews had Eira and Simcha and Sosin and Yikar. They had light, they had joy, they had happiness, and they had preciousness. Uva Megillah, and the Gemara in Megillah on t- Tazayin Darshens these words. Amar Abiyudah, Ayra Zutaira. When it says in the Paslik that the Yidden had Ayra, that they had light, that's a reference to Tyra. L'chenu Aimer, Kiner Mitzvah Tyra Ar. Tyra is light. In fact, when the, um, if you look in the mefarshim on the Pasuk in Birchas where it says, Yar Hashem panave Lecha Vichuneka, some mafarshim learn that the yar Hashem panave Lecha Vichuneka is talking about Tairah, that HaKadosh should be, should enlighten us with Tairah. Whenever it speaks about Ar, Ar is Tairah. So HaKadosh when you, you make the Bracha of Birchas so the Birch Kahanim contains the blessing of Tyra, that our Kadesh should be mayor our, um, our, our faces. Yar HaShem panave VeLacha V'Chunecha The light of his face should illuminate ours with Tyra. Simcha ZeYantiv When the pasuk says that the Jews had Simcha, that was Yantiv. The Aymer V'Samachte B'Chagecha That you're supposed to be happy on your Chag. Sassen zu When it says Sassen, Sassen is a reference to Mila, that the Jews had the mitzvah of Mila. Mechenu <laughs> Aimer. David Amalch declares Tashem that I am joyous on your word, and your word is a reference to to Brismila. The passage that says akar is a reference to Tbilin. That all the nations of the world are going to see that the name of Hashem is on you, and they're going to be afraid of you. Okay, Because that's the Avtach of Tefillin. Tefillin gives you the ability that when you're wearing Tefillin and the Gayim look at you, they're going to be afraid. Uh, There's a a Chazal tell us in in Meseches Brachas, Elu Tefillin Shabaraysh. It's talking about specifically the tefillin that you wear on your head. We've spoken out already um, in one of these vaden maybe on the gra this year that um, there was a story that happened in the time of the Gain that the Gain had a Uh In Vilna there was the great synagogue of Vilna, like a huge, huge shul, and then there was a little courtyard outside of the shul and then on one side of the courtyard there were steps and it went up to the Gain's basementish they called the klays the Gain's klays that was another way of saying like a little shtibel basementish and the way it was was that there was a room that the talmidim of the Grah, of the gra learned in and then there was another room that the Gain learned himself in uh, you know and then Guess he gave shear maybe once in a while. It's not clear exactly what the Saydrayim was, but that was basically uh the Gain learned in solitude. He was like in his own room in his own place. And one day there was some bandits, some Gaisha bandits that wa- that came into the Base Madrush uh with with weapons and uh and a big sack mm-hmm. and they went and uh and they uh they basically, you know, Threatened all the Talmidim to give whatever money they had. I don't think they had a lot of money, but whatever they had, they gave. And uh, and then they took, uh, you know, maybe some silver from the iron. I don't know. They took it, whatever they could loot, they took. And then they started. They saw the door of the Vilna Gain. and uh, the Talmidim probably thought that's probably not a good idea. You don't want to go in there. But they they went in there, and the Vilna Gain picked up his head from his safer and. They saw his face, and they dropped the, all their bags of, of loot, and they ran out of there. They, they just, like, made a beeline for the door. So afterwards, the Talmidim went over to the guy and said, Rabbi, you know, what's Pshat? Like, why, why did they run away when they saw you? So he says, what's the Shaila? He says, uh, I was wearing my tefillin Shal shalreish, and the Gemara says that that when the nations of the world see that the name of Hashem is on you, they're going to be afraid of you. So the name of Hashem is, the Gemara says, this is the tefillin that you're wearing on your head. That there's a shame Hashem, there's shakai on it, and there's parashius in it. And so they, they saw me wearing my tefillin. They got scared. Why is that such a chiddish to you? They said, it's not a chiddish. But we were also wearing tefillin. You know, the Minigah Gra and the de agra, they all wear their tefillin all day, right? If you, you go into the old city, you see all these uh, these Talmidei and they—you know—they walk around uh, the old city wearing their tefillin. They play soccer wearing their tefillin. There, you know, I was in a I was in a kofix in the old city getting myself a you know a frap or a culotte or something, and there are other there are guys wearing their tefillin right next to me standing on line. That's the Minigah Gra. So they um, say, so we're also wearing a tefillin but they had no problem, they weren't afraid of us they were just afraid of Rebbe So he says the Gemara doesn't say Elu tefillin shel referring to this Pasuk That would mean that any Yid that wears tefillin shel reish, every guy should be petrified of and that we know that doesn't happen It says Elu tefillin the tefillin that's in your head what does that mean? That for this haftacha, for this promise to be fulfilled, it, it's not enough that you just happen to be wearing tefillin shalresh on your head. It has to be that the seides of that are in the tefillin shalresh sort of go into your head, they seep in. It's tefillin sheberesh. It's like that the, all of the seides of of Shema Yisrael and Maya Kivyachah and Kaddish Likal Bukhar, the Amun Avyutziyos Mitzrayim and the Rabbanu uh being in charge of everything. Ashkacha Pratis, All of that has to like morph into your head. It's tefillin sheberish, not tefillin Rosh or she'al ha-reish. It has to be part of you. I once wanted to say that's why the pasuk says that that the tefillin are jewels bein Nacha between your eyes. And a lot of people, if you you know, if you just to read the Taira Kipshuta, and you wouldn't have any halacha, you wouldn't have any uh, Torah Shavalpe, you wouldn't have any Misera of the Chazal. I would wear my tfilin right between my eyes. It says it's a jewel between your eyes. Of course, we know that it doesn't mean that. It means that it has to be on top of your head, but in the place of between your eyes, meaning, but on top of your head. That's why you go like this, and it has to be up here, but it has to be straight, centered in your head between your eyes. So, why did the Torah say that? Why did the Torah say is that it's between your eyes? It's not between your eyes. It's not true. So, I wanted to say that based on this guy, that it really is between your eyes. But it's not not that the physical filling should be between your eyes, but the Sayyidus Vamunah are supposed to go down so deep in your brain that it's Mamish Lodge between your eyes. That the Sayyidus are, are become. It, part of your brain, part of your whole psyche, part of your whole personality that you have when you put your tefillin on. It's not just you're putting on some boxes on your head, but it's that you're understanding all of these it's going into your head. So the guy says, that's why they were afraid of me, but they weren't afraid of you. You were wearing your tefillin, but you weren't living your tefillin. You weren't, never seeped into your brain. Never was a part of you. If it's not a part of you, they're not going to be afraid of you. But me, they were afraid of because apparently it's working. So, that's that's the Gemara. So, again, the Gemara Darshan's Aira, Vesimcha, Vesasin, Vyakar. That Ayra is Tyra, Simcha is Yantiv, Sasin is Bris, Brismila, and Yakar is Tvilin. Ulfi Mashma, Shad Shas Lahaya Iskim is Bidvarm is So, Rav Schwab says that it seems from this Paslech, from this drasha, that only after the Yeshua did they once again start doing all these mitzvahs. When Haman decreed against them, you know, it seems like they sort of uh, weren't doing these mitzvahs. They weren't uh, putting on their tefill, they weren't learning tyre, they weren't keeping Yanta, they weren't, uh, they weren't making bris milahs for their children. And now that there was Yeshua, the Yeshua, now all of a sudden everything they, they did Shuvah, and they came back to, to what they uh, what they used to do. It's a little schwer says Rav Shwab because we never found that uh, that they were gezer not to makayim the mitzvahs. Right there, we know that there's two forms of gezeris that ga'im sometimes enact uh, against Klal Yisrael. Sometimes it's a Gezerah against the guf, and sometimes a Gezerah against the Neshama. Meaning, sometimes they want to uh, they want to totally eradicate us, they want to kill us. That's what Haman wanted to do. He was fighting a war against uh, against our guf, he wanted to kill us. And then there is like times like Hanukkah that they don't want to kill us, they just want to acculturate us, they want to make us, uh, you know, Hellenize us, they want to make us Greek, they want to try to convert us. That happens a lot, but they don't want to kill us, they want to convert us, they want us to be like them. So that's against the Neshama. So we don't find that Haman wanted the Jews to stop doing mitzvahs. He just wanted to kill us. That at a certain date of the year, we're gonna, you know, we're all gonna get killed on, on during the month of Adar. We're, we're supposed to die. So, what does this mean? That did it really stop? Did these mitzvahs ever ever stop? That Haman was geyser and now we got them back, and so now we're so so happy. So listen to the that Rosh Schwab explains it. Sharei bivadai, hayulam tyra the Yantif, U'milo, U'tfilin, Kamufnei Yeshua. It says, no. They always learned Taira. They always put on Tfilin. Every day of the Gezerah of, of Haman, they, always, they, they never stopped. They put on Tfilin and they gave their sons Brismilas and they kept Yantif and they learned tyra They kept the starim. Everything was beautiful. So what's the Pasuk saying then, that they had this but you know what it means? It means they had, it doesn't say in the Pesach that the Jews now had Taira, and they had Yantif, and they had Tefillin, and they had Milah. It doesn't say that. It just says that they had Aira, they had light, and they had joy, and they had joy, and they had uh, preciousness. You know what that means? Because they had Taira, but when they learned Taira, they didn't have the Aira in Taira. They didn't feel the light of Torah. They didn't see the light. They weren't glowing when they learned Torah. They were sort of like, you know, okay, very nice. You know, uh, not thrilled about it. I'm not like, I'm not like really excited about learning. I'm not inspired, but I'm doing it. They kept Yantiv. They did keep Yantiv. They kept Pesach and they kept Shuvahs. They kept Sukkot. They got their Matzah. They got their Merah. They got their afikayim, and They got everything. But they kept Yantiv without joy. They kept Yontif without joy. It was like a, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a happy time there. Yantiv. Yantiv is designed to be a beautiful time, and it's supposed to be happy and joyous. And you're singing, and you're spending time with family, and you're eating, and you. And they did it. They did all. They checked all the boxes, but they didn't feel the joy. Hamila Sasin. And the bris milah was also wasn't uh, wasn't such a happy event. ben What were they thinking when they gave this on a bris? Listen, this is just like a temporary thing because this kid's not going to make it anyway. The Haman's going to kill us. And they're not going This kid's not going to come into time like we say by a bris. They put on tefillin. But they put on tefillin without yikar, without the feeling of preciousness. <laughs> because they saw that the people of the they, the people weren't scared of us; they're not they're not stopping at all. They're against us. They didn't feel that the tefillin had any personal um, upside for them to wear it. The other, Hashua nepechu. says of Schwab. After they celebrated the Yeshua, after the Haman and his sons were hanged, and after the gezerah was abolished, and after they fought back against their enemies, and they destroyed many of them, and now was a tremendous time for Kal Yisrael, everything flipped around. Not just that they were now, uh, they got a reprieve from death, and now they were alive. But im yantif im im this is a time that now the Jews they learned, but they didn't learn the same way that they did yesterday. Now that they had a uh, they abolished this uh, this this gezerah against them, they were so grateful to Akedah and they were able to see clearly the Yad Hashem and how Akedah was so close to them that they learned Tire with a new a new insight with a new light illuminated. It wasn't boring, and it wasn't old, and it wasn't you know antiquated. It was fresh and exciting and full of light, and they were loving it. They were loving learning Torah. They, in fact, they reaccepted the Torah again anew. And when they uh, kept Yontif, now they had a Geshemak in yontif. They didn't make it a day of like, oh my gosh, it's a three day Yontif. Like that's like the worst pejorative that you could say is that you know. Did you see? It? On the calendar, this year is a three-day yantif. You'd think like it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like the worst thing in the world. It's a beautiful thing to have a three-day yantif. to be be able to, you know, to marinate in Kedusha for three days. And if we don't feel that way, and many of us don't, maybe all of us don't, it's because we, there's something lacking. There's something lacking in our approach. And the Jews have that also then, but all of a sudden, after the Yeshua, now they were able to feel the simcha of Yantiv. They actually looked at it new, and they say, wow, this is a great time. This is a, this is a time that we can actually be happy. We don't just check the boxes. We, were, we, we live the Yantiv. We live Pesach. We live Yitzhah, Mitzrayim. We live Sukkot. We live Shavuos for the Tyra. Mila and Sasan, we had the Brismila, and it was, it was an, a joyous occasion, and Mikar, and We wore tefillin, and we once again saw them as being precious. And that's a this site of Rav Schwab is so important for us uh, in life, and especially if we want to work on something during Chayde Shadar. Maybe this is something that you know that is very inspiring for us to begin uh, begin our work with. That you know, unfortunately. We get jaded as we get older. You know, when we're young, I hope everybody experienced this, when you're a Bar Mitzvah Bachir, let's say, um, and you get your first pair of tefillin, you, you know, you get, you, you get your, your tefillin, so you want to, like, you know, my son is 12, you know, 12 and a half, and, like, he always asks me, Tata, can I put on my tefillin? I bought him a nice pair of tefillin there, it's Israel, and, like, you know, Matzai Shabbos, he says, can I put it on? He, you know, he... he can't wait to put those Thalena on. Can't wait. It's Kashmak. What happened to us? How come now we like throw them on like, you know, you know, like it's like it doesn't, we don't feel any, we don't feel any, anything special maybe when we put on, hopefully we do, but I think many of us might not anymore. What happened to us? What happened to us is that we just got used to it. We forgot how special they are. Because when you do things constantly, then they become rote and they become just, you know, I did it yesterday, I did it the day before, so I'll do it today. It's not nothing new, it's nothing special. But of course it is special, it's car. It's, it's the most special thing that we own, is our tefillin. And we have to, like, try to once again appreciate them for what they are and look at them like, wow, I have this chus of, keeping, of putting my tefillin on. Imagine if Rahman al San tomorrow morning you woke up and like, let's say you keep your tefillin in the Beit Medrash and, uh, and they, they get lost. Somebody stole them, Chas Shalom, or you can't find them. You look all over the place for it and like, you know, let's say a few days goes by and you don't have your tefillin. You're like halishing now for your tefillin because like, you know, they're missing. You want them again. So then you appreciate it. When you don't have something, that's when you appreciate it. Unfortunately, very often it's too late. You know, by the time you lose something, now it's too late. But we have them. I right, fill in our hours, but we have to, like, pretend that they're lost for a few minutes and then see, wow, they're back. I have them. And then put them on with an appreciation. When we learn Torah, same thing. You know, we learn, and, and hopefully every morning we come to the base and we learn, at say Later we learn. But is it Gishmak? Do we find that it's enjoyable? Do we find it's, it's a pleasurable experience? Or is it something I got to do? I'm in yeshiva, you know, I'm a, everybody's expecting me to come to the basement, I'll come, you know, I'll have to do the Mayor I'll do it, and then I'll listen to Shir because I have to, and then I have to, you know, is that our attitude that we're just doing it because we have to do it? We're being coerced to do it? Or do we honestly enjoy doing it? Do we see the Iron in Torah? Or do we forget the, about the Torah? Maybe in Eretz Yisrael we, we saw the Kedusha and we saw the, the light that's coming out of our Gemaras. But maybe now, unfortunately, we don't have that anymore. And we, have to, we, can't, just, we can't just surrender and say, OK, listen, we don't have it. What are we going to do? We have to fight back. We have to reconquer what we used to have, the love of the and the love of Tyra, the light of Tyra, the simchan yantif, I don't know, you know, we've spoken about this in the past, but, you know, Yantiv is, in many homes, a very difficult time. Um, You know, it it should be so happy, but very often it becomes not so happy. It becomes a time of tension and stress, Um, you know, maybe leading up to Yantiv sometimes because things are very costly, it's very expensive. You know, matzahs are like 30 bucks a pound or something. And, you know, and, uh, you know, an is expensive. And then all the food that, you know, your mothers or your wives are buying, you know, is, uh, so maybe the father is tense, and that causes tension in the house. And, um, but there's always, a lot of times there's something that, that that like, that, that, that gets in the way of the simchas and so instead of yanta being a joyous time in the home, it ends up being a time of strife, and, and, and nervousness, and stress, and you don't feel like you're kicking back and relaxing and really enjoying it and taking it in. Revolby, you know, this has always bothered me because I felt like maybe I was the only one experiencing this in, in the world. And then I found, um, you know, you think everybody is you know, you always think everybody else has a perfect life. Everybody else, their families are just sitting around the Pesach table Seder table, and everything is nice and like picturesque, like Norman Rockwell, you know, type of scene of like, you know, and in a sukkah, and, you know, and it's just my family that's going through this stuff. And then I saw that um, Revolvi writes in the Al Shur somewhere that he says like, as if he's talking to everybody. Uh, it didn't make me happy, but it made me feel at least normal. He says, and don't be surprised if every Yantiv gets killed because, you know, this, you don't have Simchan Yantiv because it's always tense and it's always, you know, there's, there's like something like a Dibbuk, like a black cat, like walks past every, every Yantiv and makes everything ruined. He says, don't be surprised. He says, because the Yitzhahara always jumps and tries to fight whenever there's a mitzvah. He says, if the mitzvah is v'samachta b'chagecha, that you should be happy. So all of a sudden, the Yetzar puts a full-court press on you not to be happy. If there was no mitzvah to be happy, you'd be happy. You're off from work, you're, out, you're eating good food, you're, you know, you're joined with your family, your, your grandparents are over, your uncles everything should be nice. But because there's a mitzvah v'samachta b'chagecha, that you have to be happy, the Eight says, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not letting you be happy. So he gives a person a flat tire right before Yantif, or he makes the guys, uh, you know, whatever, whatever craziness could happen, it always, I, by me, always happens something like breaks in my house, or before every important Yantif. You know, it might be the, all of a sudden I have sludge in my basement from, the, from a broken sewer pipe, or, you know, or uh, so whatever. Something always happens. It's always Arab Yantif five minutes before Yantif. Always. I remember once I was coming here to Davin on Yom Kippur, and I had to Davin. I had to speak that night and then Nidre night, and then I spoke with in the Ila, and I was like pulling, I was back, it was before we were allowed to have our parking spots. I mean, first, when Yeshiva first started, they were very mocked, that no one was allowed to park in the parking spots. There were no rabbeim spots. It was just, they had to be empty. They were afraid, of, I think, of oil leaking out of people's cars and, and sullying the driveways. So no one was allowed to, anyway, so I, I didn't have my spot. And I parked over right over here on this corner, and, and there was like a I don't know if it's still there, but there was like a like a sewer, and there was a sharp corner of the sewer, the metal by the sewer, and I did a parallel park, and all of a sudden I hear like a pop, and like you know the and like my my it didn't just like deflate, it like shredded the whole tire, and I'm like. Is this what I need to go into Yom Kippur with? Like, come on, can I have one nice? But that it's always like that. There's always some the Eitzara always like disturbs and destroys uh, Yantiv. It's don't be surprised. It's not you know maybe if if you have a nice Yantif, you don't know how lucky you are. If you're able to mamish go and have a nice Yantif and like I once was speaking about this and somebody you know and I was saying how you have to fight it. You can't just accept it. You got to fight and and then this person came back was after Pesach. I gave the shir before Pesach, and then he said that the first he went to a hotel. He took his whole family to a hotel Pesach program, and his uh, and you know he rented a private room like a whole family, like fifty people, and one of the kids got lost in the hotel. Like he was, he wanted so badly to make a nice you know he's spending hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars in this Pesach program. He wanted a nice Yantiv. I don't blame the guy, and he said that. There was a kid that went missing. Like one of his grandchildren or children, whatever, like they they had to look over like for hours they were looking every nook and cranny of the hotel, like the whole half a say that was blown and youth. He, he said, like, I wanted to I was I was so angry and I was so I was in such turmoil and I was so stressed. And then I remembered what you'd said from the LA shore that it's all part and parcel of Yan he says, and I got I I caught myself and I calmed myself down and I and I de-stressed, and I and I made what I salvaged the night. But that's the way it is. That's the way Yantiv is. So, like that, Yantiv, right, is uh Simcha zu Yantiv. You have to, if you, if that's the way our Yam t'avim often look, we have to do whatever we can to try to keep the Simcha, even if we're stressed, even if something bad happens, Even we have to try to be the Simcha Yantiv. And, when, and, and the same thing is true for a bris milah, you know, to be, if you go to a bris, uh, you know, understand how important that is, the sassan, keep it happy, shalom Zachar maybe, also like you're supposed to go and make everything gishmak in life. The life of a Jew is so, it's so joyous, there's so many things that we could really enjoy in life, but sometimes we get so jaded that we turn everything over and it's like bad. You know, when we're young, oh, I have a chasta this and I have a chasta now, like by the time, you know, when you get older, it's like, I, I got to go to three chastas and one is in Lakewood and I got a schlep here, I got a schlep there, it becomes a pain. Why are you looking at it that way? Be, be happy. You have a simcha to go to. It's better, you'd rather go to a Shalom something bad. But that's the way we become. We become very jaded and... And the Yidden were like that in Shushan also. They, things weren't going well for them. So they threw everything overboard. They said, oh, yeah, we don't, you know, I, don't, I don't hold of a uh, you know, Tairah, I'll learn, but I'm not going to learn with, uh, with an Ira, I'm not going to learn Have and Yan. That's, that can't be the way. We can't accept that as, as the new normal. We can't accept that we'll go through the year and not appreciate, not see the light and the joy and the happiness in the mitzvahs that we do. Because that's not, that's, not that's, not, that's not the way we're supposed to be. And rahmanul you know, you see the Teichacha in the um, you know, the terrible things that, that happen uh, to Kla Yisrael. And it, it reads like almost, you know, we have gone through Teichas in our history. Not too long ago, uh, 80 years ago, we went through a terrible Teichacha. Mamish could read from these parishes of Teichas, you see everything came true. What's the reason for the taicha? Anyone know what the Torah says is the reason in the middle, embeds in, in the middle of the Teichah, the reason for the Teichah? You'd think it's because Jews were or they or they're or they did crazy, crazy in the Gimel Hamuras and they were No, the Pasuk says You didn't serve Hashem with Simcha with happiness and a good heart, because you were, you were so busy, you had everything else, you were so distracted, you had your cell phone, you had your car, you had your internet, you had your, you know, your movies, and you had your, uh, your sport, sporting events, you had your Super Bowl, so you, didn't, you, you lost cheshik for me, says Hashem, you didn't do my mitzvahs with a gashmak, you didn't enjoy anything, you did them, but so what? You did them and you were yawning and you were bored and you were uninspired and you liked everything else better. Everything else was exciting. You know, the baseball game, the Super Bowl, the movies, the, the, everything else was Geschmack. But Tyr wasn't? Yantif wasn't nice, or well, you didn't enjoy yourself. And because of that, that's such an important part of being a yid that if you don't have it, Rahman al is unleashed against Klaizer. That's how angry Akarish Baruch gets. And disappointed with us when we're not doing what's what what we should be doing. This isn't being punished for you know for doing crazy for just Hashem wants us to to, to be happy. He doesn't want us to you know don't like uh, you know Hashem is so mean. He want he Hashem wants us to enjoy His Torah. He wants us to enjoy Shabbos and Yantiv and Taira and and, 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 and Tefillin and all the mitzvahs that he gave us. They're here for our enjoyment. They're here for our pleasure, believe it or not. And when we can try to, you know, foster that and be mechanich our families and our children, our communities, our Talmidim, to really get into it, to enjoy it, then it's a different world. It's a different Yiddishkeit. The reason why so many people go off the derr is because they never saw that type of Yiddishkeit. That's... They don't understand that. They never saw, maybe, a nice, joyous Yantiv. They always saw Yantiv as being stressful and complaining and fighting it. So they said, this is not for me. I don't, I don't you know, I'm Michael. I don't want it. They never saw the, the light of Tyra. They never felt it. They always, like, they learned that uh, the Rebbe was, like, screaming at them. They never felt that it was, that it was beautiful. And it is beautiful. There's nothing more beautiful and, and intellectually stimulating than learning a piece of Gemara and knowing it. And if you don't know it and you don't feel that way, it's because it's because you didn't Chazer. You don't really know. You just learned one Gemara, it was impossible, and you went to another Gemara, it was impossible. If you Chazer, and maybe we'll speak about this more, this Erev Shabbos by the Shmooz, but um, if you learn and you Chazer and you make a Kinyan in your Taira, that's when you begin to really appreciate it. That's the, that's the Pasuk the, the bracha rather, and the harav na'ashem we daven to make the taira sweet and pleasant in gishmak. And it could be, if we want it to be. Klai Yisrael had to go through the whole parsha of Haman to appreciate it. We don't have to do that. We just have to think a little bit. And in the chaydesh of Adr, when everything flipped over, and they were able to see all of the beauty in Yiddishkeit, it's a month that maybe we could catch those special rays and live in that... Rarified atmosphere that Kla or Zaycha to this month have ayra and Simcha and Saslin and Yukar.